Hello and welcome to another episode of the DTP, of course that being the Desert Tiger Podcast. I am your host here on the show, my name is Colton G, and today my guests are Timon and Ashley. They of course being the duo behind Toronto Pop Folk Group in the city, and sometimes, sometimes bad times help us remember better times. It's a circuitous path to happiness, to be sure, but it is the one taken by Toronto Pop Folk Duo in the city on their new single and video, Best Time. Although it was inspired by the untimely and unexpected loss of singer Ashley Jane's mother last year, the song, a preview of the pair's forthcoming concept EP, Marianne, chooses to celebrate life rather than mourn loss. This also happens to be the thing that ended up bringing both members of In the City together. Ashley Jane happened to be working with a nonprofit organization that empowers kids through music. Composer Timon just so happened to be working in the studio that that organization was recording in. Their backgrounds may have been a little bit different, may have been a little bit diverse, but once they ended up working together, the two had an undeniable energy and connection that they just had to continue to build upon. But of course, I'm going to let them tell you all the details about that story. We're going to talk about their 2016 EP, Changing Tides. We are also going to be discussing their brand new single, Best Times, of course, coming off that upcoming EP, Marianne. We're going to discuss the lyrics of the song and what is the story that the song is telling. We're also going to talk about the video for the song, which happens to feature home videos that were submitted from people all over the world. So we're going to talk about how they went about collecting and putting that together. We're also going to discuss some of their music that has been featured on shows like CBC's Heartland, Kim's Convenience, Working Moms, and CTV's Saving Hope, which, I mean, considering they're only on their second EP, that's pretty huge for a band like that, and has actually led them to have the opportunity to get a songwriting residency with the slight Family Music Lab at the Canadian Film Center, which is something we are also going to be talking about today, because I feel like that's a little bit of, of the music industry that doesn't really get dived into as much because it also happens to be the film industry. So we are going to be discussing all of these wonderful things, and I'm going to be playing you that brand new single, Best Times, halfway through this interview, so please keep your ears open for that one. It is a fantastic song, and I feel like it's probably going to hit a little bit of a chord in you. It might bring a little bit of memories stringing forward because that's that's what today's conversation is all about is remembering the good times and using music as therapy because truly to so many of us who listen to and write music it really really is therapeutic so please enjoy my conversation with ashley and timone of in the city Music, athletics, arts, and entertainment. 
The Desert Tiger Podcast with Colton Geschwader. All right, we are here with Timon and Ashley. They are the two individuals behind the wonderful group in the city. How is it going today, you two? Very well, thank you very much. Fantastic. And exactly what do you do for the group so we can give our listeners a little bit of a background? What what do we each do in the group? Yeah, like what like instrumentally yeah. wise, what do you bring to the okay. table? So we both split everything down the middle when it comes to like writing and production and then we have our own specialties. Like I usually write the lyrics and melodies and Timon's like the multi instrumentalist guy. So that's pretty much how the division of of labor goes okay so he's playing the keyboards and the mandolin and everything else that you would be hearing in the background yeah so i play um most instruments but like for mandolin for example we have um our friend steve who's part of our band uh who comes in to lay down some mandolin usually um but yeah, I play um, acoustic guitar, um, play the bass, the drums, and um, keyboard, yeah. Okay, so you handle those aspects, and then you have a couple other individuals that you bring in here yeah. and there? Exactly, yeah. Okay, some session they're musicians. Also part of our, uh, yeah, they're a part of our uh, live band as well. So we have a live band that we play with, and then we're sort of the core production team here. Oh, awesome. I'm definitely going to have to ask a little bit about how the live show works later on here but first off i want to sort of get into how did in the city meet how was the idea born where does ashley meet timon uh timon and i met at a studio in downtown toronto he was working at the studio and i was volunteering um with some kids helping them write songs and they were recording them at that studio and you know we'd there's a lot of musicians working at that studio and a lot of musicians involved in the program. So we all sort of started writing together. And next thing you know, Timon was playing drums on one of my songs. And then we decided to, to give it a try to write a song together. And um, we realized that our two different backgrounds and ways of going about writing a song really complemented each other and uh, decided to, to write, keep writing from there. Okay. You said that you were doing like some charity type work before then. So exactly what were you doing that brought you into this studio? So I was um, involved with an organization called Camp Trillium, and they're a, a camp that supports children impacted by cancer in some capacity. Uh, you know, they've either had cancer themselves or uh, their siblings have had cancer or they're, you know, maybe they've lost someone from cancer. So it's a camp, um, an overnight camp, and then they have sort of offshoot um, groups all over Ontario and, and this was one of them that they offered in Toronto specifically for teens where these kids impacted by cancer one way or another were working to help them write songs, write their own songs and, and it was like a couple months long process and we had a lot of different workshops and then it all sort of uh, culminated to recording in this studio in Toronto that you know was generously donated, uh, everyone donated their time so that's where Timon and the studio he was working at uh, at the time came in. It was the studio that we all ended up recording the songs that these kids wrote. Okay, so this just happened. Yeah. This just happened to be the studio that donated 
the time to allow these children to actually see their musical vision. Yeah, exactly. That's actually really cool. Is if yeah. you don't mind me it's asking. It's a very wholesome start. <laughs> yes, I agree and I love it. If you don't mind me asking, yeah. is there a specific reason mm-hmm. why you were working with this group? Like have you yourself mm-hmm. been affected? By yeah, them? I have been affected by cancer. Yeah, it's not it's not it's it wasn't why I started at the time. Actually, I was a former roommate of mine and a good friend. Um suffered childhood cancer herself and she'd been going to the camps as a kid and then invited me to volunteer and I went and volunteered at an overnight camp for a week and I just mm-hmm. fell in love with it it was so amazing everyone there was was really incredible and it was kind of like a place I'd never been before yeah so I started volunteering by continuing to go to camps as like a counselor and then they they said, hey, you live in Toronto, we have this, you know, this writing program, we think you'd be a great fit as a musician. And then, you know, of of course, life continues on. And, you know, several years later, I end up losing my own mom to cancer. Um, So it's definitely something, you know, that that the impact, you know, it it, it can just sort of happen to, to anybody. And you realize, you know, how precious like life is and mm-hmm. places like that, that just get it, that get the cancer journey. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, but that I, I lost my mom, you know, many years after I started volunteering for them. So, but, um, but yeah, it's just an amazing place and to help people write songs about whatever they want and to, to help kids express themselves is, is kind of the best. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then for Timon, like being in the studio, like how, emotional would that have to be like to have that come in and have all these people who have been through so much was that a little bit heavy for you at the start so the project that she came in with i wasn't um very involved with at first so i i I wasn't actually uh aware of it as much um we got involved on her personal projects that kind of followed that whole uh kind of thing um that she came in with um after um but yeah, I mean, so in that sense, I, I wasn't really affected by that at all. Um, I guess okay. the the, the kind of um, heaviness came in through working with her later, or like recently um, working on uh, our music um, that um, has, like, it's influenced by her own sort of story with her mom, um, which our single best time uh, basically is about... Um, and the upcoming EP as well. So that's definitely been um, a different uh, kind of experience. You know, it's sort of like a um, part recording session, part therapy session um, kind of thing where, um, you know, you go through uh, dark moments and heavy sort of um, times and then uh, you try to express that through your music uh, Mm -hmm. in those sessions as well. So it's been a very sort of uh, emotional and uh, interesting time okay you guys said that you had sort of different writing styles but they sort of mixed very well so what exactly are your varying writing styles and why do you think that they click um i think there's a couple different aspects to it um one of them is that we're, we're we have different sort of uh, taste in music, just um, from a listener perspective, um, 
but then also I think what Ashley was kind of getting at is that she is a quite a story-driven person. Mm-hmm. So she uh, she looks at music and song from a story perspective, lyrically, but also melodically, and how does music impact the story and vice versa. And um, I come from more of a um, production background. I, um, I love arranging and, um, you know, finding just the right kind of chords mm-hmm. and um, just generally the music and how... Also, I guess in a way, how how does it uh, how does music how can music help um, bring a story um, out uh, okay. in the best way it, it can? And so, in that in that sense, we really kind of complement each other. So, as to say, Ashley is more of a singer songwriter type perspective, and you're more um, more of the what is in production right now. For like what is more radio and everything where like you have more of like the core in the background and how to accentuate the things yeah. that are being produced through the lyrics. Yeah, totally. Like we divide our work. Like I, I write a lot of the lyrics and, and then come up with the melodies. Um, but of course, you know, like that's just generally what happens. Yeah. Um, and then Simone, you know, he studied production uh, in school and um, has a lot of, you know, studio engineering background as well. So he's like the instrumental tech guy. <laughs> yeah. Producer. <laughs> okay. But we do really try to do, it is just like a big mishmash. Like it all bleeds mm. and we all have a hand in everything. So you are in the studio doing your own thing at that time. It So... Did the songs you were working on, did those immediately become in the city or did you guys start writing different songs for the project? Yeah, we were just sort of all writing all sorts of different things. Um, I was working with a, a few different people and Simone had his own projects as well. And we decided to try to write together on completely new songs. So mm-hmm. it, it was born after that. Um, okay. None of the stuff that we were working on in the studio ended mm-hmm. up becoming in the city but actually the first song we ever wrote together very shortly after was on our last EP which I think is pretty rare to get together and and write a song and it it just automatically makes an EP so Mm -hmm. we kind of knew from that first song onwards that we had a really good writing chemistry and and that this was something different okay and was that EP the Changing Tides EP yeah okay so Tell me about the writing process for that and sort of what that EP meant to you, because we've already touched on that this EP is going to be touching a little bit more on your mom and everything else, but what was the idea behind Changing Tides? Changing Tides, I I guess, the actual, that song itself was um, inspired by my sister and some, some health struggles that she went through. She's fine now, but it's basically just um you know it's the idea of like telling someone that it's going to be okay because that's really all you know how to do at that time so that specific song that's like the motivation behind that but I guess there isn't like a central theme besides um for our first CP in the way that there is for our upcoming one but Mm -hmm. there is you know a lot of similarities sonically and it follows a you know a specific sounds and and genre um but changing tides is really just 
the EP is is the songs that that we wrote over maybe a two or three year period um, in our you know one room studio. We actually kind of recorded that EP all in like all sorts of different apart- apartment studios across Toronto. We just kept having to move around, but um, yeah, it's a very like homegrown organic process of us just you know writing in in the evenings and wee hours and and recording everything ourselves that's basically our process like we have to do everything ourselves which is great because you have a lot of freedom mm-hmm. um it's also a lot of work <laughs> so Definitely. you have to pay for it well there there is a benefit and a drawback to a lot of doing things yourself so it's but it seems to be working out for you guys because you have a very fantastic sound and you seem to have honed what you want that sound to be so far. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much, first of all. <laughs> um, we, um, yeah, we, we, we're very meticulous and um, have been more a studio project than a live band for um, most of the time. We, we do play live, um, but we're we're very uh, sort of. I, I think the first couple of years were spent finding uh, and honing our sound, um, and then kind of working on the EP and, and putting it out there. And yeah, it, it really was interesting to see what happened with it because we were fairly um, um, green uh, when it comes to what it means to release an EP, you know, you think, okay, we'll, we'll release the EP, play a show and people will hear it somehow, but that's not really how it happens. And then just too late, kind of, we realized, you know, you, uh, you really have to, um, put a lot of sort of thought and work behind how you release a record. Like, um, for example, a publicist is something that is, we had no idea about. And, that really um, is something that helped us with our um, single this time. But yeah, it was interesting to see that this um, previous record did a lot with even just a little, um, just even just the, the slightest effort. No, you guys did seem to grab like quite a bit of traction with that album because you got quite a bit of features on canadian tv and film a couple commercials like you guys actually got like a little bit of attention from that album considering those facts yeah totally that's been something that has has been really awesome (laughs) um that our songs really lend themselves to to film and television and um we're actually in a songwriting residency right now with the Canadian Film Center, which is like an incubator space for, uh, you know, upcoming talent in, in film and television. And we're in a songwriting and composing residency. So it's been awesome that like our, our very first EP that we released um, landed us all, all these sort of placements in awesome Canadian TV shows. And then because of that, we were accepted into this residency where we can just continue to go down that path. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and write custom as well for, for film and TV. Yeah. How surreal and how humbling is it to actually hear something that you wrote and recorded on a TV show? It is, it's super surreal. Um, you know, especially a lot of these shows we've been fans of for a long time and, and watching for years. Like Heartland, for example, has been on for, I think, 
like 14 seasons now. I think they're entering their 15th. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's amazing because um, the songs mean so much to, to us and that it resonates for big dramatic moments with, you know, TV and film storylines is is really awesome and and the feedback we get from listeners as well and what our songs mean for their lives it's you know it makes it all worth it because it's you know it's a lot of hours we put in and it's a lot of work but it 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 really makes it all worth it that you can make something and it goes out and it means something to other people as well that's like the point of it all really yeah. <laughs> for us so it's the it's the best, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it definitely just goes to show just how many different ways that your songs can be interpreted and how many different ways that they can be shown. Yeah, exactly, totally. The emotions that you can like contribute and express through them and the way that it just like clearly can also make other people connect if they're being used in big emotional parts in shows such as Heartland or Saving Hope. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 awesome and and like in a way like when you release songs they go out into the world and like take on their own lives. So it's been really cool to like follow each song's individual journey mm-hmm. um in that way. Okay. So let's get a little bit more into the upcoming EP and things you've been working on. So the upcoming EP is entitled Marianne is it right if I presume that that would be your mother's name? Yeah. So the uh, our upcoming EP is like a concept EP, basically about her life. So best time was the first single for that. Um, where basically um, the concept is that she's singing to my dad, like thanking him for the best time. Um, yeah. I think it's been you know a, a journey in in a sense where. I think our aim is like to reclaim her narrative in a way um, because I think when you lose someone to cancer, you can kind of get, you know, swept up in, in like the loss and like the, the, the tragedy of it. But mm-hmm. I think it's awesome to take a step back and, and sort of capture a life in this way. And, you know, there's like a love song about my parents on there. It's not like a sad doom and gloom. EP it really is like here's someone's life and it's just really taking like um you know the stories I've been told before and after her her death and trying to capture that to music so rather than getting caught up in the emotion and like I understand it because like I've also had family members who have lost their lives early due to sicknesses and it's it's hard because you can because you feel like they've been robbed of time so you almost worry about the time that they've been robbed rather than the moments that you've already created with them a hundred percent and like i think that's really what we're trying to do with this ep is like celebrate the time that we had rather than mourn the time that we have lost um and of course you know it's like important if to grieve and to see you know i've certainly felt robbed um, in times, I'm not trying to like sweep it under the rug in any way, but yeah. it really is just a, a way to say, let's celebrate, you know, 61 years of someone's life and, and what they left behind and left behind forever. And we'll continue to, 
you know, they're not, you know, gone forever. They're just here in a different way. But mm-hmm. let's let's sort of capture a life. And I think it's also a way for, you know, future generations of my family to, you know, hopefully listen to this and, um, and get to know my mom as well in, in a way they might not have otherwise. That's really beautiful. Thanks. No, that's thank you. That really actually just touched me and gave me chills. Like, wow. Oh, thanks. Wow. Well, I'm sure as someone who's experienced loss yourself, it's probably you know resonating with you. It's it's yeah. it's not a fun experience, but <laughs> it's you know we're songwriters mm-hmm. and we're musicians, so we're just they say write what you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay, but, yeah. So for that new single, best time, it's like you said, it is a very like happy song. And mm-hmm. what what gave you the idea to try and like sing or come up for that song for like for your mom like to ease your dad saying that she's given him like the best times ever because like that that's really mm-hmm. really touching. Thank you. I I don't even really know where it came from. It just kind of happened. If I'm being honest, like I, I remember the moment like we were just jamming and we weren't even really intending to write a song, um, and then this the chorus actually happened first and it just sort of spilled out of us. Um, and, and that's where it all came from. I, it's not like we sat down and said, this is what we're writing a song about. It all just kind of happened in like that magical way that you would hope songs happen, you know, when you're just inspired and, and you don't even really know where it's coming from and you just have to run with it. Mm -hmm. It came naturally. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That, it came from the heart then. It was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for the video for Best Times, you guys worked with Anna McGuire on it, and you went about receiving family videos from people all over the world. How did you go? How did you guys collect the videos? Was it a social media outreach? Was How mm-hmm. did you guys collect all of this? And being able to watch that and knowing that people wanted to like share their experiences with you as well like what mm-hmm. was the motions behind this video creation i'll answer this question because Timon was on vacation when we collected uh, the videos um yeah we just basically put a call out on social media our director anna mcguire came up with this like amazing concept we bounced around a few ideas but then when she said the idea of us sort of performing in front of projected images of home movies, like we just knew um, that was like such a perfect idea because although the song's about, you know, my family's journey, we really wanted to write something that wasn't so specific that it could be kind of anybody's at the same time. Like, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's sort of thanking people for, you know, just being in their lives as cheesy as that sounds. So we put like a little description online and, and then asked a lot of friends and family and people were super receptive to it, which was amazing. And we really wanted it to be footage that, that was kind of from all over as, as much as possible and, you know, represented different, different lives because um, we didn't want it just to be about one family. We wanted it to, to sort of be a representative of, of just like everyday life mm-hmm. um, from all sorts of different people. So we were really happy with, um, the response and the footage we got. We got so much footage. It's so sad. We could have made like a whole other video of just home footage. Like we, it was, it was like Sophie's choice to like what to put in. But um, 
yeah, it was amazing. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. And then it also just goes to show that, like, just not holding it to, like, one relationship dynamic because really anybody can – you can share so many best times with so many people. Yeah, and often uh, – if I may jump in here uh, – often it's the little moments that you don't really, re- like, recognize in the moment you're in, in them that – stick with you sometimes uh, Mm -hmm. for a very long time and you remember them and they become maybe even a trigger uh, very late, like later in later years that kind of, um, you know, gives you all this emotion. You're like, wow, this was such a small moment, but it means so much to me somehow. And that's why also we, the the, the whole idea about the home videos of not, not just big moments, Mm -hmm. um, but even just every day, you know, playing uh in the backyard or whatever kind of thing is so significant um and to recognize them and to even like being in the moment and and to when you when you're in them and to to really just appreciate them for it 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 makes i think i think that's 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 like a big thing i want to strive for in my life to just kind of be more present really I, I can agree. I can agree with this because you don't want to look back and think that you could have done better in a situation, or you could have put more of yourself or been more involved with the things that were going on. And you want to remember everything as well as you possibly can for what it is. Because, and I know exactly what you mean. Because, like, literally yesterday was like three years since one of my grandparents had died. Uh-huh. It was like, and it wasn't like anything big that I'd remembered about her. It was literally like biking two kilometers to her house to watch Jeopardy yeah. with her and eat cookies. Like <laughs> that was the uh-huh. memory I had, you know. And it's just like it's yeah. the, sometimes it's the littlest things where it's just that'll be the thing that re- that you remember, and it just means the absolute most to you. Yeah, very yeah, true. Totally. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's exactly it. Well, I am glad that we are on the same page. And, of course, I want to ask you guys all about the rest of the Marianne EP, what the vibe, the energy is behind that. Like, what is the vision you have with the sounds and everything there? And, of course, I still want to get into your Canadian Film Center residency because that is also super cool and super crazy. But before I do that, of course, I want to go ahead and spin that new track from you guys, Best Time, for the listeners here at the DTP. And of course, before I even go ahead and do that, I want to go ahead and thank those among the DTP listeners who have gone ahead and grabbed themselves a Desert Tiger shirt. What? You haven't gone ahead and gotten yourself a Desert Tiger shirt yet? Well, didn't you know that this is the best way for you to show your support for the show? Turn a few heads as you're walking down the street and show that you are in the know with that DTP flow. That is right. That is 
right. And of course, if you go ahead and grab one of these shirts, you want me to call you to thank you? I'll go ahead and do that. Everyone who's pretty much picked up a shirt has gotten a handwritten thank you note from yours truly. That's how much I appreciate everyone who has gone ahead and picked up some DTP merch because thanks to you guys, I am able to do things like release episodes of the Desert Tiger podcast for free weekly. And of course, we're going to be getting into other things, other avenues, some video content, a little bit of streaming, all sorts of other fun things that You guys repping Desert Tiger is helping us continue to grow in exponential levels, and I love you so, so very much for it. So, now that you guys have heard all about the shirts, where can you get them? Well, you can contact me at desert.tiger.podcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Desert Tiger Entertainment or Desert Tiger Pod. And you can hit us up on all those platforms. Like I said on previous episodes, we are getting that online store rocking so very soon. And I will let you know exactly what the URL for that is as soon as it is up. We are sitting on a few other designs for when that website gets launched as well. So keep your eyes and ears open for when that happens because they are pretty freaking killer. I can't wait. All right, you guys, let's get back into this interview with Timon and Ashley, the members of In The City. But of course, this is best time. Staring out at an ocean of love And I'm so proud of all that we've done Together, I know we might not have forever but I still couldn't ask for better And don't I know time moves too fast As I'm looking at my hourglass I've learned the only thing I need Is you standing next to me Never fade. I love will never fade. Diane, 
Desert Tiger Podcast. So does the rest of the album sort of continue to have that positive vibe of going through those memories that your mother had created throughout her life? Um, in part, for sure. Uh, I think there's definitely um, a sad undertone to to some of the songs, and some songs are outright um, sad, I would even say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there's like a full spectrum of emotions on this EP, and um, I think it's really important, first of all, and just representative of what it is. You know, like, it, it's great to, um, to be appreciative and um, to celebrate, uh, and it's totally um, important, but it's just as important to also... Um, with one's feelings and figure it out and to mm-hmm. um, to talk about the hard part as well you know like mm-hmm. it's it's a heavy thing and you gotta you gotta acknowledge that and I think mm-hmm. that we're, we're doing that with um, a bunch of those songs as well so having to go through so many emotions and everything else because people it it's just undeniable and it's unavoidable that people grow in between releasing albums and everything else. But tackling mm-hmm. ideas like this, how has the last like two years and how has going through this, how has it helped you grow as individuals? I think for me, it's made me braver. I think when you face your biggest fear, which is, you know, for a lot of people losing a loved one, it makes everything else seem that you might have been afraid of before like rejection or maybe you know your ideas being not received well (laughs) um it just makes all those like smaller fears for me kind of go away so for me it's made me braver and I feel really purposeful with this EP and I also feel like you know it's it's an amazing opportunity to write songs that mean so much Mm-hmm. And um, that's been like the biggest growth for for me in the past two years. I feel like I've really grown up, um, and and just really like appreciate uh, the everyday a lot more, and try to capture that lyrically as well. Like it's not always like these big life moments. So yeah, being being braver and more appreciative is, and I do think when you when you have a great loss your heart is kind of like ripped open. So I think in this way, you're also really like way more susceptible to like the human condition and you're a lot more empathetic. And I was always a very empathetic person to begin with. Um, But now it's just, I think in my musicianship and songwriting, I'm just tapped into human emotion and experience like that much more. Mm -hmm. So that's been something I've noticed as well. And how about Um, yourself, Timone? I guess um, in terms of loss, I've experienced it only through people, um, except, you know, I've lost my grandparents, but they've had, you know, their full life, and uh, it is a sad moment, but it, it's different when you lose someone be- before their time, let's say. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've basically gone through the, you know, the, the, the lo- losing through Ashley, but also through... Um, my fiance, um, kind of uh, around the same time, 
Um, she lost uh, someone very close, uh, someone very close to her, and so I've kind of experienced it through both of these uh, people, and um, it makes you, um, you know, want to spend your time. Like it makes you realize that you want to spend the time that you have on this planet, which is you don't know how much it is, first of all, but. it is really probably shorter than you think. And how do you want to spend that really? And uh, like Ashley was saying, it kind of makes you bolder to, um, to just kind of go for it. And it's, it's a pretty scary thing to uh, not necessarily be part of the, the rat race um, to, to live your life and be comfortable and like have security and all that stuff. Uh, as a musician, that's always a struggle, uh, especially when you're committing to it, um, because you have to make choices um, in a lot of ways. Uh, most, a lot of them are financial, obviously. So um, it's been uh, scary, but yeah, you, you you get bolder and you just decide, okay, let's try this. We're going to go for it, and I think that's what we're doing. Um, with this EP and then with all the changes that have come about through opportunities uh, in television and then getting to the uh, Canadian Film Center, which has been a huge experience, both musically speaking, but also um, just opening our minds to a lot more possibility in the music world. um, I don't know if I answered that question right now, but um, I said something at least. <laughs> I think you gave a pretty good enough answer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's acceptable, my friend. <laughs> so, as you guys said, you are currently actually still working on this EP, so what process are you guys at right now? Are you just finishing up a couple songs? Or are you just putting up a little bit of polishing? Where Where are we at in this process? It's all of the above. We're um, finishing up three songs that have to be done before the holidays. So we're recording and editing all, all at the same time and tweaking. Um, but the but the songs are, you know, all written and, and ready to go. It's just about getting, you know, nice guitar laid down and final vocals. So we're, we're doing all of that um, at, at the moment. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So let's dive a little bit more into you guys personally. So we talked about how you guys, one's a little bit more of a singer-songwriter and one's a little bit more into, we'll say, the pop and rock side of things. So who would maybe have been your high school idols growing up? Like who are like the musicians that helped you through like your rebellious stages or like those growth years like who could you just like not live without and who just still like when you listen to just means the world to you i was never i never went through like a really big rebellious phase maybe timon did but um yeah i think for high school the i mean i love joni mitchell i i think she's like one of the most talented musicians out there and she's still like when i hear her songs like it just makes me feel at home and there's like a peace that comes over so she's definitely like a big influence for me also you know high school and beyond Fleetwood Mac um Jewel like kind of a mishmash between like singer songwriters but also bands that have something to say like I was never super 
you know, everyone has their guilty pleasure songs, but I was never really into the to the bands that just make catchy music that don't really say anything. So that's why I love Fleetwood Mac. Like they, their music is outstanding, but they also have really clever, interesting lyrics and tell interesting stories as well. So that's that's my influences. Um, for me, um, I certainly had a rebellious phase, um, and I've, yeah, I guess. I would say um, I'm a bit of a sort of rock um, and metal guy okay. when it comes to, you know, the high school era. Um, I still love bands like Deftones and Tool. Um, yes. I definitely listen to them uh, less these days. Um, I've become a bit more... Uh, in, uh, I've gotten into more of the subtleties of music <laughs> these days. Uh, and love creating soundscapes and uh, arrangements and stuff. But, yeah, there's definitely um, a place in my heart for bands like that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Radiohead and, um, um, well, yeah, losing, losing band names right now. But, you know, that kind of that, that's sort of my ballpark where I come from musically. And then uh, coming to Canada, um, I've... Uh, yeah, my, my my musical taste. I mean, it changed. Uh, I've I've always listened to a lot of different stuff, um, even while listening to you know being like big fan of like Tool and and and, and whatnot. I I would listen to. I had um, Black and Blue by the Backstreet Boys, their whole album, and um, I thought it was really. You know, I knew it was pop music and everything, but. Um, I, I enjoyed it a lot for the harmonies and the production. Um, and um, so, yeah, as much as I, I listen to um, metal and everything, I, um, I listen to that kind of stuff too and definitely got some, uh, um, some side looks from people back in the day <laughs> for that. <laughs> so you definitely have been eclectic through a lot of your musical journey then. Yeah, I definitely would say so. It just really depends on the day or the week, what I listen to. I love most things um, mm-hmm. when it comes to music, yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as it's good. No, it's you got to go with what your mood is. And I mean, I, in high school, was a rock and roll and metalhead too, but I could, I yeah. am fully willing to admit that one of the first tapes I ever owned was totally a Backstreet Boys tape, and <laughs> I can wow. still bust a mean move to it, so... <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So, what does a in-the-city live show look like? Because you guys said that you have a little bit of session musicians doing, so what exactly do you guys <laughs> hold down on the stage, and who do you guys exactly have joining you? How does it all work out? Yeah, so um, I would say uh, on a general basis, we're a five-piece, drums, bass, electric, guitar, um, acoustic, and vocals. Um, I myself play acoustic guitar mostly, um, depending. Sometimes we have uh, keys in there, and I I do that too. Um, Ashley focuses on vocals on stage only. Um, and then, yeah, we have a drummer, uh, and then our guitarist, uh, Steve, who has been with us since the, the early days. And then on bass, we have Alex, who is a very talented musician and songwriter himself. Um, and that's us mainly. And then uh, bigger shows, 
we uh, sometimes hire um, string players like cello mostly. Um, and for this EP, we actually um, last week recorded a string quartet, um, violin and viola and cello for two of our tracks. And uh, that's been a very beautiful experience. Um, and hopefully <clears throat> we'll get to have that on stage with us at some point. And yeah, mostly recently actually we started um, incorporating backing tracks to just kind of fill out the sound a bit more. And that's been a really fun time. We've never really thought about that before, but it really takes the sound to a new sort of level. Not mm -hmm. necessarily better, but it just kind of gives it a little extra. And I think if you can, why shouldn't you, you know? Well, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. And there's a lot of those things that are a little bit harder to produce live and balance out with everything in that live environment. Very, yeah, exactly. Very true, yeah. Um, or in some cases, you know, um, it, it, it can cost a lot of money to hire a string player, for example, or have an extra band member that you have to schedule for rehearsal and for shows, and then having that as a backing track can be... Uh, a lot more inexpensive and also easier to schedule. Definitely. So do you guys tour at all? Do you have plans to like go across Canada in the future with the full band? Or what's that part of the plan at right now? Yeah, we'd love that. Um, right now, we're, our songwriting residency goes until the spring, so we don't have... We're doing a lot of like Toronto-based shows and Ontario-based shows, Um when we can like on uh saturday we're playing at the rivoli for example with our full band um but outside of that we we kind of have to stay kind of pretty local until the spring um for for our residency when that finishes up but yeah we we're definitely cooking some stuff nothing that we can like say right now but we'll if people keep an eye on our social media um we'll be that's like the best place to see where we'll be playing all right awesome yeah fantastic so yeah. what does the future hold besides the this album do you guys already sort of have an idea for what you guys are going to be doing on the side besides this like once the residency comes up besides touring what would you guys like to do well yeah the, i mean the, the the residency's definitely um kind of opened up a new world for us um i've you know, been composing for film and television for um, uh, a few years. Um, Ashley, not as much. And so for her, it's been quite the sort of learning curve. Um, but it's, I think for us um, as a band, uh, it's become um, this second uh, sort of leg uh, that we're going to, continue to follow um, as musicians because it's um, a lucrative side of the business mm -hmm. um, to make music um, for uh, that world. Um, and that'll go two ways. You know, one, that we're going to um, get music licensed, uh, or con continue to get a music license in a television film, but also write custom uh, songs or even scores for uh, films. Mm -hmm. And that's something we want to pursue following this um, residency for sure. And uh, we're going to be going to L.A. Uh, in spring for a bit to um, meet 
and uh, meet with people and uh, make some contacts and connections and um, see what's going on over there because that's basically the the holy grail of the TV and, and, and film market. So we'll see. There's, I think there's uh, lots, lots going on in the future for us in terms of mm-hmm. music in, in, in this in this area. Yeah, no, a movie could def- a movie score would definitely be a very cool experience. Yeah. Well, hopefully, when you guys go down to L.A. and hopefully that goes well, hopefully the- you make some fantastic connections. Maybe somebody hey. down there is listening to this when this drops. Maybe they'll, <laughs> maybe they'll hit you up when you come. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, let us know if you know anyone we should meet. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, definitely will. So I've got one last question for you guys. But before I ask it, where can my listeners find out more about In the City? Uh, the best place to find us is our website, which is weareinthecity.com. And from there, um, you can see our upcoming shows our releases and also links to all our socials fantastic fantastic so what impact what vision would you like to actually put forward with this new ep uh you know i think with writing music generally we just want to tell stories that you know, mean something and matter. So for this EP, I think we're definitely doing that. You know, we're, the stories mean a lot to us and they've gone out and they've, they've meant a lot to others as well. So we want to, you know, have a, have a positive impact and, you know, continue a conversation, um, continue a dialogue that might not be, you know, a popular one to, to have. It's not like the coolest thing or sexiest thing in the world to, to do an EP about someone you've lost to cancer. But I think, I think our mission is to go forward in a bold way and say, you know what, this is the life we're living and these are the things that happen to us and we're going to talk about them and sing about them and uh, hopefully it goes out and resonates with others. All right. I love it. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you so much. much. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. All right, so that is all we have for this episode of the show. So first off, I want to go ahead and thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast with my guests in the city. If you enjoyed what you heard today, if this is your first time listening, you can go ahead and subscribe. If you've been around for a while, you can go ahead and rate and review the show, or of course you can share it on any of your social media outlets, on your pages with your friends, whoever you may think likes the show. That would help us grow oh so much, and I would be extremely thankful to you for that next week on the DTP we are going to be featuring hip-hop artist and indifference visionary Marcus Haran so until then have yourself a great time